Hello, everyone. My name is Eric McCray. I'm your recovery coach, and this is Victorious for Life podcast. We have a special guest, Dr. Alexander Nicholas, and it is a pleasure to have you here on Victorious for Life podcast. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. I'm glad to be here to All right. share the great things that yeah. God has done and what we're going to do to move forward. That's good. That's good. Yes. Uh, now, you're from Panama, correct? Originally from Panama City, Panama. That's good. That's good. Well, we're here to talk about the trial process, which began actually start a lawsuit, correct? Yes. Can you actually elaborate on the lawsuit and what's going on? Well, uh, just to give you a little background, I'm originally from Panama City, Panama. moved down to the United States back in 1988. Graduated from Notre Dame High School, did my education here, my bachelor's degree at Valley Forest Christian College, master's degree at the College of New Jersey, and PhD at Capella University. I'm, I worked for the Trenton Board of Education for 26 years in various capacities, teacher leader, facilitator, head administrator. And I encounter um, a discrimination uh, policy, discrimination encounter uh, in the 26 years that I've been working for the school district. Okay, okay. Also, too, there was a, you had a previous event on August 4th. It was a rally and press conference in City Hall? Yeah. Uh, but let's just go back to the discrimination issue. Okay. So uh, we, the discrimination issue is addressed in a couple areas, which is um, racial discrimination, right. aiding and abating, uh, failure to promote um, retaliation, etc. Mm. Um, I have applied or have been with the system and I applied for more than 20 you know, 15 administrative jobs and I've been passed for administration uh, position. They have given me, you know, some type of sort of position that try to get you into administration. Okay. And as an excuse not to grant me uh, an administrative position. Um, uh, I worked for the city for so long. I've served the city, the community, and bringing this this event, this lawsuit, uh, is really stressed out the unfair practices that you know I've experienced, mm-hmm. you know, as a immigrant here in the United States. Right, right, right. And uh, you know, uh, again, as far as your credentials, you know, what I'm saying you have a lot of credentials which allow you to be a part of you know this field of work that you're doing, as far as working with school. Now, what's actually what's your uh, job title? Well, right now I'm doing uh, teacher uh, word language, um, okay. but I have the um, supervisor, superintendent certificate, principal certificate, and in addition to that, I got two out of state certificates. I got one from uh, Florida and mm-hmm. one from the state of Pennsylvania. Okay. Certificate. Um, uh, I also serve as a uh, adjunct professor at Mercer County Community College too. Right, right, so, right. Um, the whole the whole idea of me bringing this lawsuit is, and this is not the first time. This is the second time. Whoa! So okay. we actually got them for um, actually breach of contract because um, in uh, 2016 February we did reach an, a sort of an agreement, mm-hmm. and I you know signed that agreement you know believing that they was going to work with me and change, but. Apparently, things just got worse, so now we're actually in the second lawsuit. So it might be a third one coming up soon, too, as well. Now, the breach of contract, that just it has a lot to do with uh, it, what, um, not respecting confident, confidentiality, in well, a sense? It, not respecting the agreement. Oh, okay. Under that makes the sense. Law, under the law, once you sign a contract, right, right. You know, both parties has to abide by the binding contract. That makes contract. sense. That makes and sense. And it's, it's been a violation. Wow, wow, wow. Well, you know what? You have a lot of supporters, a lot of people that's, uh, you know, in your corner, a lot of people that's praying because this is, un- you know, any type of injustice like this, you know, uh, it, something has to be done about it because, you know, it, it happened to you, it's happening to a lot of people and it, it's not right. And 
and you know while we're talking about that um, we had an event um in on august 4th okay. right up at city hall in trenton right. Well, we had, you know, the supporters came out. We had a couple speakers who came out, a couple politicians prior, uh, school administrators who came out and spoke about the issue. Um, I had the music band with me as well. Mm -hmm. So we, we, they were, I was really represented by the community, which really saying, you know what, we have to really work on these unfair practices. And the whole idea of working on these unfair practices is to help the young people that are coming through. Now, as you mentioned before earlier, it's not just dealing about with one specific because everybody's in this boat. It could happen to, you know, white, black. But the problem is that there's seclusion. We mm -hmm. don't see it that way, but there's seclusion. Right. Once we're talking about, you know, seclusion, we're talking about once you apply for a job or you go get a mortgage, you get a loan, you put an application, your ethnicity. So once you put an application, your ethnicity, mm -hmm. that becomes a constitute and uh, uh, a stereotype mm -hmm. for whoever is in charge to say, okay, I'm going to either make a specific group to get certain amount of privilege or certain amount of things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the whole point is that I, I believe and I understand. And because here in the country we do, you know, we went through a situation that we have, you know, Barack Obama as our president, mm -hmm. you know. So I think that we have, we have supersede those stages of, you know, we going back to um, redirecting ourselves to the negativity of saying, you know what, because this person was either an immigrant or it's black or whatever, he's not going to be able to exercise the job or whatever. And, and that's something that we have to bring a change to. Now, aside from, you know, the lawsuit, we also want to take uh, um, a resolution to Washington. Mm. So they take out of the application process, they ask you about what ethnicity you belong to. They're not supposed to ask you about that because if you're qualified, you have the means, you have the you know the credentials you have you know the finances reports to prove that you are the business owner whatever that don't matter we so that's going to be nationwide that yeah we are we, we're working on that legislation soon as, as soon as we come out you know finish up with this trial then we are moving on that legislation we've already started but we're working with some politicians up in pennsylvania to really work on this issue because it's a serious issue that is going to affect our young generation right and as you know sometimes we say you know even our young people you know we, they talk about okay you know you know how the system is and, and think about it now with the with the issue with the with the police the same problem mm -hmm. you know people don't people don't mention it or talk about it but it's a reality because we fall into that situation where people do not they don't respect you because they look at you either your color your race or your ethnicity but one thing I like about dr. King see dr. King says that we should judge the individual not by the con not by the color of the skin, but by the content. Right, by the character. Of the character right, of right. the person. Right. So and that's what we basically, you know, are lacking. You know, we're gonna find discrimination all over. Mm -hmm. But now it's like if you don't look at it in a specific and nobody does anything about it, it's gonna be difficult. So um, in bringing this whole issue is to really show generate this generation humanity that you know what everything has a has an ending because i was bullied okay mm. all these years talking about 13 years more than 350 and that's guys. trauma by itself exactly okay. so in addition to that you know i went through a stressful time i was out of work for one year and mm. it took eight doctors to put me back together mm. so when i'm talking about this issue i'm talking about something that's really serious you know this this charges are serious this issue is serious and we have to take it serious there's no joking around because if your grandkid goes and educate himself to co for college or whatever and he's 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 he's, uh, he's been at the location and working and doing what he's supposed to do and has the ability to do the job why somebody who feels they're superior 
race-wise going to say, you are not going to do that job. That's not fair. So the only way we're going to bring change is by, you know, taking it to court, doing our rallies, and changing legislation. Because we have to put three components together to really make that change. I like that. And I just want to elaborate on something. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that y'all want to go to D.C., mm-hmm. Washington, D.C., and pretty much, um, you know, just eliminate that particular question. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? For your mm-hmm. ethnic background. Mm-hmm. Well, they, you know, they, they did that when it came to, convict, you know, asking you if you've ever been convicted of a, a crime, crime or something like that. Mm-hmm. When they removed that question, if you have you ever, you know, committed any type of crime? Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? And before they had that option, it would prevent, it would prevent people from actually getting a job in Exactly. Here. So now that they, is on, from a legal aspect, the law has passed, mm-hmm. any job application, you mm-hmm. cannot ask that question on, on any job application. Have mm-hmm. you ever been convicted of any, uh, you know, criminal offenses, anything like that? At least give a person an opportunity, a chance to get their foot in the door when it comes to an interview process. Exactly. Because you can't even get it. was difficult for convicted felons to get a, you know, you know, even go through the interview process. Let it don't get the job. Exactly. But Department of Corrections, they expect for you to work, especially if you're on probation. So how are you supposed to do that? Exactly. When you, you know, you're just getting out of jail and you're trying to get yourself together. And it's difficult to do that because people, they judge you based off your past, based off prior mistakes, and it's difficult to rehabilitate. It's like, then what's the purpose of rehabilitation? Exactly. How can you expect a person to rehabilitate mm-hmm. when you use certain things to, uh, you know, to like nail them to the cross in a sense? It's hard for people to recover, even on the aspect of one thing you can't help, you can't control is, you know, your ethnic background. Exactly. Who can control that? Exactly. Nobody. Mm-hmm. It's not fair for people to get judged based off the color of their skin. Like you said, Dr. King has a great point. He made a great point. If a person has to suffer any type of consequences, let it be because their their, their, their character, the way they conduct themselves. Exactly. Not because you're Spanish, not because you're from Panama exactly. or if you're African-American. So I agree with you 100%. And, and, you know, talking about that, it's like some people say the excuse that, oh, yeah, well, you know, the issue is optional. It's optional. You decide not to, you know, answer that question. Right. Most of the time, they're definitely going to call you because they feel that you're hiding something. That's true. So the whole point is that, you know, we need to make this this aware, make this make an awareness. Mm-hmm. Now, it is, it is a point that people are clear about, yes, we have discrimination. Here we are racism. But the problem is that the little person legally cannot fight this battle because right. it's very expensive. So, you know, sometimes you work at a job or you're in a situation where they're unfair to you. Even if you go to, a, let's say, a restaurant or something and they, you know, they don't want you to, they don't want your admission because you're either whatever race you are, you can fight that in court legally, but it takes time, money, and so forth. So people sometimes will not pursue it, will back over, whatever. But one thing I want to encourage individuals, and, you know, throughout this, the, um, the uh, 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 event we had on August 4th, mm-hmm. we, I, I spoken to two or three individuals who said to me, we are going through the same situation, mm. okay? And it's in other cities here in New Jersey. Think about it. So if this thing, if we start to make sure, bring awareness in the educational field about what's going on, we are, I can guarantee that it's not just us here or more people want to come out mm-hmm. because the problem is people are afraid, afraid of retaliation. And like you said before, we we're talking before. See, the problem is when you at your job and legally you are, you have, you are in your rights under the First Amendment, you are in your rights to voice your concern. So if you feel that you're being mistreated or you're treated unfair, you can voice it. But when you voice your concern, you know they're going to retaliate against you. They're going to try to either try not to demote, demote you or, or try not to uh, increase your pay or try to 
cut your pay or do whatever they need to do to work on you and say to you, well, you know what? We're not going to allow you to open your mouth and voice your concern. But the thing is that if you believe that you have a legit complaint or you have a, a legit case, then you should voice your, your concern because at the end of the day, the truth shall set you free. And not only the truth shall set you free, but you'll be able to reach out to people who are in a negativity standpoint of saying, oh, being afraid, saying, you know what, I'm not going to say nothing because I may get terminated. I'm not going to say nothing because I may get fired. And if they terminate you, mm -hmm. under the law, that's wrongful termination. Right. And there are consequences to those things. So the, the problem is people, you know, have not, you know, reached out. Now, I'm fortunately fortunate that, you know, now I'm in law school and my third year of law school, so it's a big difference now. Okay. You know, because you don't understand, people don't understand the legal aspects of these things, but because of what happened to me, you know, I was forced to do that. I was forced to go to law school and try to understand so I can defend myself and let these people understand, you're going to stop bullying me, because guess what? I've been bullied, right. and now it's going to stop. It's like I, I spoke about it on August 4th, it's like, you know, you have a kid and you always come, give me your candy, give me your money, but guess what? One day you... You, you get upset and you say, you know what? You ain't getting my candy. You want it? You better come fight me for it. Okay. So I think that, you know, we have to really change the stereotype of how we approach things. Oh, that's, that's you know what? That's good. And, and, and again, this is, um, I'm, I'm so grateful and I respect the fact that you are taking a stand for this. You know, courage is doing the right thing in the midst of fear. That's the basic definition of courage. And for you, you have courage. For those who are fearful and they're afraid to speak out because, like you mentioned, they're afraid of retaliation. Well, somebody has to have fear and to speak out in spite of what may happen and trust that God is going to expose, you know, the negative things that people are doing to, to you know, to cause, you know, this uncomfortable situation in the first place. And I'm so grateful that you're doing that because there's other people out there that most likely that they're afraid, too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully your actions, you know, what I'm saying what you're doing is going to encourage other people. They can start taking baby steps mentally and emotionally to break through that fear, to face fear for what it is. Fear has two definitions. Face everything and rise mm -hmm. or forget everything and run. Exactly. You're doing, uh, you know, fa you're facing everything and rise. That's what fear is. You have unhealthy fear and you got healthy fear. This is healthy fear. You know, what I'm saying you're facing everything and rise. And you're not going to allow, you know, the, uh, you know, politics you know, uh, you know, their intimidation, the, the, the tactics that they normally use to try to intimidate people. You're not allowing that to stop you. Exactly. And I respect that. And, and, and one thing I want to mention is that throughout the whole situation, I had to write a song. I wrote this song, I'm a champion waiting to be crowned because of the whole scenario. Um, people, when they go through different traumas, because mm -hmm. people go through trauma, and when you go through trauma, it's hard to get deliverance from it. It's not easy because right. guess what? You are the one who will live with it on a daily basis. Right. And you have to cope with it on a daily basis. So throughout the strength of the Lord, throughout the situation, right. then you know change can come. So I'm a strong believer that once we voice our concerns, we go through the proper channels with respect, I think that things can change. And I know for, for a, a, a one of the factors is that you know, change come gradually. Mm -hmm. And if we look at, you know, the whole history about, about you know, immigration, segregation and stuff, it's been through a process. But the thing now is that we are at a certain point where we should not have to go through these experiences, no. okay? But it's still happening. So how we do that? You know, we make people know what our, our, our accusers have done. We make people know what, what they have completed. So... That's why I don't have no fear because guess what? I know somebody's going through the same situation and I know they might be afraid. Mm. You know, they don't want to say nothing. They're they taking it in. They're taking it in. They're taking it in. 
and you know unfortunately they're going to keep taking it in until one day they want to explode so i think that you know by bringing this bringing this to the court bringing this to the attention of the people i think we can really stimulate others and what i'm saying is is we're doing this for the the future generation that's coming forward because you know we're hoping that things get better and the only way they're going to get better is when we take it to court and we take it to legislation legislation because they are the ones who really make the laws mm -hmm. change the law and really make this institution understand you know what you're doing is wrong right i agree well again you know um i want to thank you so much for taking time out your busy day being a special guest on victorious of life podcast but other than that, you know, this is going to go out to the masses. Everybody needs to hear this particular episode because it's very important for the purpose of doing two things, um, you know, bringing awareness to the community and, and providing encouragement. So this is good. Anything you want to say before we wrap yeah, this up? Yeah, I want to thank you for having us here. Um, like I said, this is going to air on Air Records TV Network. We, it's going to be an article coming out as well. And like I said, we are going to bring awareness. And you can visit uh, drswabin1.com. You can also visit uh, arrecordstvnetwork.com you're going to get more information about you know this thank you for having me here um, mm -hmm. I think that the, the whole idea is every little chip we put in we can voice the concern and we can let people know okay you know what this is unfair practice you know this is how we can make the change this is what we need to do to make it better for society it's not for a specific individual mm -hmm. but to make it better for society and one thing I want people to know is that when you serve, because aside from being an educator, being a minister, being a musician, being a pastor, mm -hmm. it's about service. Right. And when we service our kids, when we service our community, we know that there's a reward, not only down here, but there's a reward up in heaven. But thank you so much for having us here in this program. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you all so much. My name is Eric McCray. I'm your recovery coach, and this is Victorious for Life po Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr.